Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Fools in the rain. <laughs> Aren't they fools telling you how dangerous the storm is while they're standing in the middle of it? <laughs> Millions could be without power. <laughs> yeah, they're called Democrats. <laughs> oh no, we turned it to politics. Did you see the video that I tweeted out of the Weather Channel guy leaning into the wind? Right. Um, it's difficult to stand out here. <laughs> He's bent over at the waist, holding on. You can barely tell if that's a dangerous action. And then a couple of people walk right behind him. Stroll by, talking to each other. So weak. Video is available at armstrongandgetty.com. So weak. I also tweeted a classic of the genre, the chick on CNN paddling her canoe through the floodwaters. Then a couple guys walk right by her in front of the cameras. It's ankle deep. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, this is a heck of a statement I'm about to make. Oh, boy. We may be entering into a low point by recent standards of discourse in America this next couple of weeks. It gets lower by the day. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get so ugly. So uh, over the weekend, 65 women who knew Kavanaugh in high school signed on to a letter saying that he was a good dude. He never showed any 
any behavior like this, nothing but respect, nice guy. It's 65 girls that knew him in high school. That's exceptional. That is exceptional. Um, at the same time, I, I got no reason, I have no reason to doubt this woman. Um, but it would seem to me from looking at the text line, and certainly, I was going to say in watching cable news, but that shouldn't give you an indication of anything that's actually going on in the world. Only what cable news is doing. Right. It's the only thing that indicates. But looking at the text line, um, there, there's no middle point between Kavanaugh's a rapist or she's obviously a Democrat plant just to de- delay, just to derail the nomination. Mm-hmm. There's no possibility for all the... Geez, 10-mile-wide ground in between those two things. No, you're an idiot. What, do you want Hillary to get elected or something, or you're pro-Trump or something, <laughs> something? I don't know. I'm trying to work up fake anger. It's God, just it's, not coming. It's so, I think it's such an interesting story on its own without going to either one of those extremes. It's damned interesting how we're going to deal with this. I was watching Morning Joe, MSNBC this morning. I'm in since too, so I took on a lot of media. Um I was watching Morning Joe this morning, and he said a number of times, so the man who's going to be the vote to overturn Roe versus Wade will be on the court. Nobody, nobody being honest says that's going to happen. That's uh, and Well, we'll get to the indictment of Kavanaugh in a moment. That's an indictment of Joe Scarborough, because he is plenty smart and knowledgeable enough sure, to know that's he knows, absolutely not true. He knows that's just not right. going to happen. That's not the case. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that you got Jeff Flake... And Bob Corker, two, the only two Republican senators that have, have come out strongly and said, we need to delay the hearings until we hear that from this woman, neither one of them are running for re-election. So that either means that they're, um, that, uh, that are Republican senators only honest if he's not up for re-election, or they're not being honest because they aren't up for re-election. And they both hate Trump. <laughs> and they both hate Trump. And they're willing to derail the uh, the nomination just because they hate Trump. I don't know which it is. But it's pretty pretty odd coincidence. It is. It is odd. Um. So the 65 women, for instance, signing on to that letter that knew him in high school. Um, could he have been a gentleman in every aspect of his high school life except for this one instance when he was drunk? Yes. I suppose that's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Well, and and perhaps now we could spend a moment. Uh, this may shock you, folks, and I hate to even bring it up, but both Jack and I have known the the pleasures and the downfalls of demon rum in our past. We're both drinkers. Um, one of us is a quitter; the other one perseveres. <laughs> right. Um, the idea that yeah, when you drink, the real you comes out, and it's like a truth serum, is uh, is stupid. Frankly, there there's. And ask, but there's some truth to that. But uh, you know what? Ask your gal friends. You ever done anything wildly out of character that you were ashamed of because you were drunk? It 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 turns off the rational part of your brain if you get drunk drunk. And these two boys were described by the accuser as, and I quote, stumbling drunk, knee walking drunk. Exactly, Mr. President. Um, you. The moral part of your brain can be turned off, and you do things that are wildly out of character that you are immediately deeply ashamed of. You know, I haven't had much of that through my life, thank God. I just don't. I tend to fall asleep before I get drunk enough to really go wild. Um, so the law doesn't care, though. Even if it, if you're uh, if you're a grown up and you do it, uh, true enough. Yeah, there, you can't say, but I was drunk. It's out of character. I wouldn't have done it if I, they don't care. Nope. You did it. Right. 
which, you know, I've tried to teach my kids, that's why you don't get wasted. Because you are going to feel the consequences of what you do. Um, anyway, but the idea that, as it's been suggested over and over again on cable news, this this shows the man's true character. Not the intervening 35 years, on the, including uh, the 10 on the second highest court in the land, in effect. Um, his hundreds of legal decisions, everyone he's worked with. That's not his real character. That sounds like maybe 60 seconds as a wasted 17-year-old. That shows you his true character. I'm, I can't buy it. So If it happened, it's incredibly nasty and unfortunate and bad and shameful. Yeah, it's not cool. Um, the lawyer that's representing this Ford woman now said she believes Feinstein honored Ford's request to keep the allegation confidential. We were pretty hard on Diane Feinstein Friday. It seems to me from everything I've read, tell me if you think it's different, that she did. I don't know how else she would have handled it. Well, she did not. Um, Diane Feinstein. I don't she know did how not she release it. Somebody on her staff, it would appear, leaked it to right. The Intercept. Was that the website? It seems to me Diane Feinstein thought, okay. You're not going to come forward? All right, there's nothing I can do here. That's why she had it since July, and didn't, she didn't plan to do anything with it. They right. were going to go ahead and vote this week. Right. So I would like to retract some of my howlings at uh, Diane Feinstein. I apologize deeply and humbly. So somebody on her You're staff... still old as the hills and way past your prime, but... Thought it was okay to, to leak it, and the lawyer, this Katz woman rep- representing Ford now, the, the woman who says she was assaulted by Kavanaugh, uh, the lawyer says victims must have the right to decide whether to come forward, especially in a political environment that is ruthless as this one. She will now face vicious attacks by those who support this nominee. Correct. And that is absolutely true. So somebody who's a Democrat and thinks they're doing the work of Democrats in the world is going to get this lifelong Democrat's life ruined in pursuit of what they think is a greater purpose. Right. I mean, that absolutely happened. Yeah, she, I mean, that's guaranteed. she does not get to choose anonymity. No. I'm choosing. Right. So, exactly. And I'm going to stay anonymous. I'm not going to get beat up for having leaked it, because I'm going to be, nobody will ever know my name. Right, because a reporter will protect me. So, because we all agree in the same politics, but I'm going to ruin her life, mine's going to be fine. That's a hell of a decision to make. You are a scumbag. I have decided to sacrifice you for the greater good. Look at my honor. Look at me. That's a pretty uh, that's a pretty scumbag thing to do. Yep. Um, but I I can't imagine. Like I said earlier, I think we're about to go through a low point. I can't imagine how ugly the lead up to this uh, Senate testimony will be. Will this be on camera? I don't know. Is it is it a hundred percent certain it's going to take place at this point? I know there's pressure to have them both testify, and Judge Kavanaugh said I'd be happy to. Um, but uh, Lindsey Graham said he's he's leaning toward it. Yeah, he carries a lot of weight. Yeah, um, boy, that you talk about a public spectacle, and then all the all the everything that goes on in the background. I mean, I guarantee you, and this is awful. I guarantee you, she's getting death threats. Well, yeah, on the phone you, now. You, you, everybody over the weekend. gets death threats. I mean, for the stupidest things, quote-unquote, online death threats. It's a feature of every single story. And if it's something as insignificant as, you know, a lot of these stories that are kicking around, they come and they go in a day and you get death threats, oh, yeah, people are lined up 100 deep to say, somebody ought to kill you. 
there are going to be people come out of the bushes trying to scare her from testifying. I guarantee that's going to happen. It's going to be so ugly. And, uh, you know what, now would be a beautiful time, we're not going to, but a beautiful time to replay what Senator Ben Sass was saying about why the Supreme Court hearings are so uh, harshly, viciously partisan now. It's because Congress doesn't do its job doesn't pass laws it doesn't pass specific laws it just passes vague feel-good crap empowers executive agencies to you write all the the laws for this uh, this purpose and uh, all those rules and penalties you do that and then uh, we'll just go to the courts and figure it out yeah and one more thing on the courts before we uh, leave this subject for the time being because I see uh, the lawyer Katz is on CBS this morning she's gonna have something to say that I that we probably want to hear um we pass laws. We've got laws on all this different stuff that, that have been worked out over decades, in some cases centuries. I mean, it's just, you know, common law plays a role at some point of how much later you can come forward with a crime right, and accuse somebody of it and then put them in jail. And we've decided over decades and centuries that this one's way too old. Mm-hmm. But you can, but you could have this sort of political effect with it. We we become extrajudicial, or people losing their jobs with the hashtag Me Too it doesn't qualify as a crime. After de- decades and centuries of thinking about it, we've decided that now nah, you just can't on something that old throw mm-hmm. somebody in jail. But you can ruin For a lot their, of good reasons. But you can ruin their lives, right? Even if it's unproved or unprovable. I don't know how you stop that, but. We're doing something beyond what we've decided it makes sense right. in, the, in the legal world. I'm more comfortable with it in politics than I am some guy who's the general manager of a grocery store, for instance. Loses his gig because some uh, bagger girl from 1979 says he, he whatever. Um, because in politics, it's about perception and it's about guessing about people's characters and their policies and the rest of it. It's still ugly. And, and I think, you know, I can easily picture... You know, the Democrats or maybe the Republicans, again, uh, pick somebody and, 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 and nominate them. And then all sorts of wild accusations from decades past surface, either intentionally or legitimately or semi-legitimately. And the, the water gets so clouded that people say, all right, we're not listening to 30-year-old allegations anymore. It's just this, so is, think this, this is, is stupid. Do you think we'll come out of this? On the other side of being more skeptical of these things? After a Boy, period... Boy, becoming more skeptical of women coming forward. That's not where this was supposed to end up. After a period of, of surpassing ugliness, yes. Because right now, you get a couple of women say, that senator grabbed my ass like Senator Franken, and you're out of the job. Right, right. We, uh, we got an email overnight from a gal who was forcibly raped and um, talked about why she didn't pursue it. Um back in the day and it's fine i i i get that i do understand that um and she was trying to tie it to the kavanaugh thing in a way that i'm I'm not sure is quite legitimate but um people can you know have differing opinions but the one thing that struck me is you know everything costs something in life and if you don't report bring up document what happened for three decades or 35 years or going on 40 years that costs something and what it costs is your ability to 
get justice done to that person. Well, that would be fine if you alone got to make that decision, but somebody else made that decision for this Ford woman. Right, I get that. No, 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 I'm not accusing her of anything. I'm just kind of pointing out what goes into the mathematics of people appraising this stuff. If it just comes out 35 years later, it's going to have a very, very different effect than if in the next morning you bring it up in some concrete way. It's just different. It's unfortunate, but it is. As you pointed out, Jack, we have centuries-old principles in the legal system based on that very idea. You can't bring this stuff up 35 years later and have the same outcome. You know, I don't know if Kavanaugh did what she said he did or not, but the worst crime that we know, the worst thing that's been done that we know of is whoever on Feinstein's staff leaked this and ruined this woman's life. They think they're noble. They are really wrong. They are, you are an evil person. Because you have ruined this person's life. Her life will never be the same. I hope it isn't ruined. I hope she has a bad six months and moves on because of our short attention span. She will become a household name. Yeah. She'll have to change her name and move. I'd be surprised if she doesn't. You think Anita Hill, ask Monica Lewinsky if you get to go anywhere ever again in your life and not have somebody bring that up. Well, that was an extra special case, but <laughs> this one could turn that way. Good. There's this. The, the 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 knives are out. There's one vote. It either gets this guy on or not. Got the election coming up, where people believe that the, the you know Democrats are going to take back the power, so you'll never get somebody like this through again. People are willing to go to the ground for this one. Jeez, it sucks for her. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, of the nation. the rare combination of a eight-year-old boy. I mean, he's got the maturity of an eight-year-old boy with the insecurity of a teenage girl. <laughs> so, I, don't, I can't talk any more politics. It's going to make my head pop off. I don't want to get into the John Kerry talking about Iran, blah, blah, blah. But, so that's... It's from- a violation of the Logan Act. <laughs> That's former Secretary of State of John Kerry. I heard that. I, if I heard that, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Crowd laughs. Bill Maher laughs. Turns into be a giant firestorm now. John Kerry having to apologize because of uh, attacks like this. I'm disappointed. John Kerry said Trump has the insecurity of a teenage girl. Trump is insecure, yes, but teenage girls, if they are insecure, it's because of a culture of toxic masculinity yes. that is to blame. Who said that? Uh, well, uh, uh, this is one person's quote. Oh, but I this see. is the attitude yes. that the backlash is yes. representing. Yes, the backlash. And he's had to since apologize for saying anything about teenage girls being insecure. I, you've raised teenage boys and teenage girls. Yes. My perception is that teenage girls. Because of the, there's a lot of pressures on teenage girls that don't exist on teenage boys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are rather insecure. Well, and vice versa, honestly. But um, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Just to uh, assert otherwise is idiocy. Mm. 
And that's always been true. You but can't they're, see- they're inventing. You know how I'm always saying they're inventing a new kind of crazy every day? They're inventing a new kind of idiocy every day, too. <laughs> you can't say anything. Yeah, I know. And that he, that's probably the best practice. You gonna, Don't say anything. You're going to get a more liberal, open-minded, progressive crowd than the Bill Maher crowd? And John Kerry unleashes that, and the crowd obviously didn't go, Oh, my God! How dare you say that about young women? Some people fainted. Some people cried. The right. men in the audience stood up, put him on, took him out in the street, and beat him for one, it. One guy <laughs> set himself on fire. No, everybody laughed and were perfectly fine with it. Right, but, because they recognized it as truth. But the half of 1% that made it into a controversy about toxic masculinity, John Kerry has since had to apologize. So that's the world that we now live in. I wish I could come up with clever sayings. I'd come up with some sort of clever saying about, there's got to be a metaphor out there about how the fringe is the loudest. You know, the outer, the, you know, Sean's actually mentioned the outer 10% controls the conversation. Just disappointing. Yeah, and it, it might be less than 10%. God, it it's the be. outer 5% of each side controls the conversation. Plus 1% of Russia. Well, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, Kavanaugh's at the White House right now. Uh, talking to Trump, any chance that he just decides, F it, screw it, I don't need this. I'm going back to the circuit court. Any chance? Where I'm upheld by the Supreme Court, like, every time. Any chance? That That's where we could end up, where if you're an accuser, you don't come forward because yeah. your life is ruined. You're on the, you don't get into public life at all because your life will be right. ruined Nobody somehow. runs for Congress for that, that reason. Sure. They're not going to go through that. Oppo cool. research, please. Forget What's coming it. up in your news, Marshall? Well, an addendum to what you were just saying. Kavanaugh and his accuser both say they will testify before the Senate. Oh, now. my God. And we got an update on the Solar Observatory that was closed down suddenly by the FBI. Right. Hottest new to marriage. To spirit away the uh, alien corpses. Yep. And the hottest new marriage trend these days. Get ready. Barn weddings. Coming okay. up. Yes. Very earthy. Barn weddings. And this. Sonus bonum leporum curus formosus. What? I will explain. Okay. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Another NFL weekend in the books. A 10-year veteran of the Buffalo Bills retired at halftime yesterday from the Buffalo Bills. That's right. He said, I've had enough of this ass. Good luck, y'all, in the second half. What do you mean, Jim? Or whatever his name is. Actually, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. They, what, you're quitting for today? No, they, I'm quitting for forever. They'd probably be less angry at him if he had said that, but he didn't say anything. He just left. What's the point in sticking around? The other players didn't know. Where's Where's Jim or whatever his name is? Oh, yeah, I read his Vonte. Where's Vonte? He retired. What? Wait a minute. He was he was he played in the first half. I was standing next to him. <laughs> he, he said he's been playing for years. He loves the game, but he knew his body wasn't right. He knew he couldn't do it anymore. It It was crystal clear to him playing in the first half that he can't do this anymore. So he stopped. It's probably a good decision. Yeah, I, I yeah maybe I've watched too many movies or something, but I see him thinking, you know, I'll I'll get it out, I'll finish the game, and then tell the fellas, then he gets paralyzed or something. I mean, ugh. but that's a hell of a move. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, coming up, the great PJ O'Rourke, right after the eight o'clock news, humorist, commentator. I've been reading his book since I was a lad. Hmm. 
Let's get the news. He wrote for Rolling Stone for a long time, right? Yep, that may be true. We're still researching. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh calls accusations of sexual assault completely false and says he will refute the charges before the Senate Judiciary Panel. Meanwhile, the woman accusing him of making drunken, forceful advances when they were in high school says she's going to testify before the Senate as well. Oof. The accuser, Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer, telling CBS this morning... She's willing to do what she needs to do. She is willing to, hopefully, tell her story in a manner that is a fair proceeding. Unfortunately, what we're already hearing this morning is that the, Dem- uh, that the Republicans intend to play hardball. They intend to grill her. This is not an exercise that is designed to get at the truth. This is an exercise that's designed to terrify somebody who's already been traumatized. Well, at the same time, the Democrats, uh, one of those, one of the old bastards, oh, Dick Durbin of Illinois. One of the old bastards. (laughs) Said, uh, I was just trying to remember which old bastard it was. So um, Dick Durbin said Ford needs to be heard, but uh, it would be too fast for her to appear on Capitol Hill this week. It's too fast. What did you ask her? I could be in D.C. tomorrow. I could be in D.C. tonight if you need me to be. But, boy, she went from... So so they're clearly just trying to drag, 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 try to get the midterms over, try to maybe take control of the Senate, or or if not take control of the Senate, argue somehow the loss of the House means that we shouldn't have this nominee like the Republicans did, and they're getting what they deserve with Merrick Garland. It's just, God. That'd make your head spin, though, if you're her. You're just a regular person. You're not used to the, the, the crazy life that is politics and the media. Go from nobody in the world knows this on Thursday, I think, to testifying in front of the bright lights in the Senate less right. than a week later. Right. Ooh, that'd be, yep. that'd spin your head around. Now, we got one text. She could ask for closed doors and they might grant it with transcripts and all, but not cameras and flashing bulbs. God, I would hope not. We got one texter uh, blasting me from being an idiot. I have to wade through all the other texters blasting me from being an idiot to get to the right <laughs> sure. one. But um, that she started this whole thing by sending that letter to her her congressperson, which yep. she did, but she wanted to stay anonymous. So I, I don't know. listen, and again, if what this gal is claiming is true, it's ugly. I'm not going to attack her. I do wonder, though, what... I know I will send this letter to my congressperson, and then what? What's what's the next step? I don't know. She'll be asked that, I'm sure. She'll be asked that, I'm sure. What did you hope would happen that would allow you to continue to be anonymous? I mean, if somebody then asked the question, hey, did you, like, try to grope a high school girl when you were wasted drunk at age 17? And they said, no. Then where does it go? I, I, I just I don't understand the plan or the intent. Well, here's the deal. Ford contacted, as you were saying, Jack, her congresswoman, Democrat Anna Eshoo, in late July. She sent a letter via Eshoo's office to Senator Dianne Feinstein, the ranking Democrat on the Judiciary Committee. So she sent that letter to her congresswoman, who was supposed to, and who did, hand it off to Senator Feinstein. As for the way... So it's possible that her congresswoman is who leaked the name. Certainly possible. Mm -hmm. As for the way that uh, Feinstein handled the confidential letter and the whole situation about Kavanaugh and Ford, Katz, that would be uh, that would be Ford's lawyer says 
she's very satisfied with how Diane Feinstein handled this allegation. She did come forward and with this letter, she said on July 30th, she did have a conversation with the senator who made it clear that she thought that these allegations were important and that they were serious. And uh, her staff checked in with us routinely. I don't know what else Feinstein was going to do. I think think she's basically saying, I'm sorry that happened. I'll pass this on to the FBI and... Then she's just going to keep it quiet. Was which, her, you know, her great plan. deal is being made of the passing it on to the FBI, which has already said that we, there's, there's no chart, there's no criminal thing here. We have nothing to do here. Which I think she probably knew would happen. I think mm-hmm. it's just satisfying right. a constituent right. by saying, oh, I'll, I'll show it to the FBI. Right. They looked at it. Right. That's the end of it. I think yeah. Diane Feinstein thought, but somebody, I'm thinking it's this congressperson, decided, no, we're going to leak the name and I'm going to ruin this woman's life to try to uh, make a point. One last note, hot new trend in getting married these days, barn weddings. None other than the Wall Street Journal reporting weddings on picturesque farms are all the rage these days. Last year, 15% of all weddings were at a barn, a farm, or a ranch. We uh, the people on this farm. <laughs> up it's from funny how trends come and go. Yeah. Yeah, got it. It's too late to capitalize on this one. Need to predict yeah. the next one. Uh, I don't know. Bus depots. You got a barn. <laughs> Throw yeah. a couple of hay bales around. And sure. Be good. Yeah, farm animals, Bus hay. depots. <laughs> I want to get ahead of it. I want to know what the next one is. It's but you've got to have like a charming old-timey bus in the background. All right. Train yeah, stations. Like old-timey train stations. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then you you get on the 413. It's already 414. Where the hell is it? And you get on it and wave, and then... Nah, the groom dresses as a conductor. She's a damsel in distress on the track. Oh, you save that's her. charming. Oh, Somebody right. marries her. Other guy running yes. around with a big mustache, twirling it, exactly. laughing evilly. Yeah, exactly. I'm starting a company where we do we exclusively host weddings at shuttered radio shacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Just, an idea? Sure. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting getting show the conscience of the nation. Everything's battery powered. Beaches and cliffs was very big for a long time for weddings. Beaches and cliffs. Um, Cliff seems like an sort unfortunate of, metaphor. Some sort of water background was important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they come and go. Sure. Anything but a church, huh, you godless sodomites? Well said. <laughs> and fair. Oh! I need to explain... Sonus bonum leporum curus formosus. What is that you're speaking? A Latin phrase you'll want to remember. Right after this, I promise. I do. Uh, a hero of World War II died over the weekend you should know about. She's got an interesting story. Stay tuned. She, the... you say? Yes. Huh. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Friday. I gotta find my notes on that. Everybody's wondering, does he know? Because he's close with Trump, right? He yes. Know, does oh, he yeah. know something? I gotta. I gotta. Oh, yeah, oh. He's, he's in the inner circle. He's within the circle of trust. I remembered what it is. I will verify that because it's pretty good. Also got some texts on the Kavanaugh thing. But first, foreign languages. Yes, Jack. It's the basis of many of our modern languages. Latin, spoken by Latinos, of course. <laughs> 
It's the new motto for the state of California. I uh, I have I've constructed it. I have proposed it, and I believe it will catch on. It needs to be on the state seal. Sonus bonum laporum curus formosus. I will explain in a moment. First of all, Senate Bill eleven fifty two, which the liberal Sacramento B says is a terrible idea. Before you discharge a homeless patient from the hospital, you have to find them food, clothing, housing, etc. And, you know, the, the heartfelt editorials say this is good because these poor people, how can they heal if they're homeless? You know, how do they keep up with their medication or got to keep the wound clean or whatever? You know, and it's, you know, as far as it goes, the right, it's a very difficult thing. But the liberal Sacramento Bee says, um, uh, the bill, which is sitting on the governor's desk, has uh, requires hospitals to have a special discharge policy for homeless patients, but it does little to ensure the existence of the community-based services that the bill demands. Due to that lack of services, this bill may unintentionally cause emergency departments to be even more overcrowded. We have heard from medical professionals, professionals who tell us 100% that's what get, what's going to happen. In other words, you can't send this patient out Unless you have arranged all these things for them. And a lot of those services don't exist. As California is 25% of the nation's homeless people at this point. Which is just astonishing. Yeah. So it's an absolutely terrible idea. Then you have this headline in the liberal San Francisco Chronicle. California wants to go carbon negative. No one knows the cost. By the middle of this century, Governor Jerry Brown, the ancient syphilitic governor of the state of California, according to some broadcast reports, wants California to pull more greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere every year than it puts in. That vision will almost certainly cost Californians. No one can say how much, however, because no one quite knows how we'll achieve it. That is the far-left San Francisco Chronicle. How would you do that? Have to have so many plants putting out oxygen? that Or giant scrubbers? or. <laughs> Air purifiers, giant, giant air purifiers. A hundred foot tall magical lizards that breathe in carbon and breathe out uh, old spice. I don't don't know. Um, And nobody knows. Hence my new motto for the state of California, Sonus Bonum Laporum Curus Formosus, hair-brained schemes that sound good. That should be the motto of the state of California, because that is the mode of governance. From completely fanciful fictional bullet trains to these two ideas to decriminalizing crime to turning loose convicts who uh, uh, they didn't commit violent crimes oh they've committed several violent crimes just the last one wasn't violent uh, yeah yeah harebrained schemes that sound good how's your utopia coming along uh, and again to quote uh, the great thomas sowell and i couldn't find the quote but i will paraphrase uh, much of the 21st century is uh, the history of it is getting rid of what works in favor of what sounds good. P.J. O'Rourke has been writing about uh, American politics and that sort of stuff for a very long time. Used to read him in the uh, Rolling Stone. And he's coming up at 8.04. He's got a new book up. I want to ask him about uh, how things have changed over the years. Obviously, they have. I want to see what his take is on it. Yeah. He's on Bill Maher's show all the time. Bill Maher's a huge P.J. O'Rourke fan. One more Sowell quote that I think is great. Wishful thinking is not idealism. It is self-indulgence at best and self-exaltation at worst. In either case, it is usually at the expense of others. In other words, it is the opposite of idealism. 
Good one. Wishful thinking. Amen to that, brother. A World War II hero died over the weekend. Freddy Overstegen, or however you pronounce her Dutch name. She was a Dutch resistance fighter as a 15-year-old under Nazi occupation over there in Europe. Oh, resistance fight. So she's just like the uh, trust fund kids with bandanas over their faces smashing Starbucks windows in Seattle. So she and her sister and a friend uh, did this for for whatever reason. Um, Nobody suspected women as possibly fighting. The Nazis were only worried about the men. So she and her sister would uh, ride around with bombs in the basket of their bicycle, waving to German soldiers as they rode around. They'd ride down to the train tracks and plant a bomb and blow up the train and that sort of stuff. She did that for years. And more exciting than that, and this is where you got some brass ones, as a 15-year-old, she would seduce Nazis, like in coffee shops, bars, or whatever, and say, let's go for a walk in the woods. Get them out in the woods and shoot them in the back of the head. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow. As a 15-year-old attractive girl. Wow. She would flirt with them, say, let's go for a walk, and then shoot Holy them and leave them in the woods. Cow. Isn't that something? Yeah. She yeah. kept that secret for years, but uh, she just died at the age of 92. Well, that is something. Yeah. Nerves you, of steel. You imagine when life is that threatening and the stakes are that high that people have to do stuff like that? Oh, I hope Quit I never pretending f- the election of Trump is that. Hope I never find out what that's like. But that, that I thought that was oh, quite a story. Oh, my God. Yeah, you or your children or grandchildren. Uh, got uh, a couple of texts on the whole Kavanaugh thing that I think are worth mentioning. Kavanaugh is meeting with Trump right now in the White House. Do you think Trump asked Kavanaugh, so did you grab her by the blank? Oh, boy. That's... Uh, it's that's unfortunate. It it is clever. <laughs> it does bring home, bring to light, you know, one point of the complicated nature of this whole thing is that you do have a president who said stuff like that. Um, you know, so obviously that adds to the whole excitement. Um, it's pretty naive. This uh, texter said to think that this life's woman will be ruined because she's on a different side. Monica Lewinsky was trying to bring down a Democrat, so the liberal media was in favor of vilifying her. Right. I don't know. There's, there's, there's definitely some truth to that. Have to see it play out, I guess. And what Sean Hannity said the other night. He said, apparently on his show, I haven't verified this. I heard other people talking about it. He says crazy crap. <laughs> he said that uh, Trump is going to fire Mueller. No, he's not. I mean, I'm not in the circle of trust. Everybody has said that'd be a terrible idea. I'd be astounded by that. That would be a terrible idea. Lindsey Graham said that'd be the beginning of the end. That'd be the end of the Trump presidency. I'm sure Lindsey said to him, bless my soul, Mr. President. I declare. I do declare. He's about (laughs) done with his work anyway. You think? And when the end comes, it'll be as sweet as peach cobbler. That's right. So Manafort... That would be an insane thing to do at this point. Manafort getting off the hook on Friday, I've as usual... Oh, wait I, a minute. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Trump told Hannity to say that. Well, yeah, that's, that's some speculation of that, too. Yeah. To start so, a dust storm. Or to see how it would play. One of the yeah, two. Could be. Um, so Manafort on Friday, uh, they said, eh, we won't worry about that if you talk to us about all that other stuff you did. Yeah, and he and he and he said, "Okay, it's called flipping." Um, and I have heard, I've heard legal experts say that's a huge deal. I mean, this is this is the week that everyone will remember. And I've heard legal experts say it means nothing, and I don't know who to believe. So, 
Depends on what he's got to say. He was in that meeting in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. So at least he could tell Mueller what happened there. Yeah, you'd think he, he had to promise something to Mueller and his guys or but what the if prosecutors. He, what but, if he promised to, to tell what happened to that meeting and it turns out to be nothing? That absolutely could happen because he's not going to give up the beans to let give him immunity. Sure. No, right? he wants to give up the beans. No, give me my beans. <laughs> Hanging on to my beans. <laughs> PJ O'Rourke coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.